Start the music, Chad. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Rogo Tours podcast. My name is Chad Durham. This is Jacob Hampton. I'm Eric Wood. And I'm Jordan Hatfield. And we are here to talk a little bit about Todd Haynes' 2023 movie starring Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman called May December, which is on Netflix. So all throughout this, if you get intrigued, go watch it on Netflix. Um, We will have our our favorites of 2023, but a lot of you who have followed the podcast for a few years know we don't usually do that until February or March. Because we try to get all the things that count as 2023 and we don't have the perks that most critics have of seeing those early. So we try to catch up so we feel like that can be an honest list. Um, But this is a movie that's on many people's radars, perhaps one of the top 10, 15 movies of the year. So we wanted to talk a little bit about it. Um, It is directed by Todd Haynes, who I think it would be fair to say is a favorite of the podcast. Is that fair to say? Or maybe too strong. Oh, I just love Carol, but I don't think I've seen anything okay. else. Far from, I'm pro Far From Heaven. Yes. I don't think I've seen Carol. Far, so. far From Heaven is a, a Chad Durham and Eric Wood favorite. And also, I loved Carol. He also directed Dark Waters with I Ruffalo. I really like Dark Waters. I did it's like the Dark only Waters other movie well. of his that I've yeah, seen. Yeah, which is wild because it's just very different from what he normally does. And I would recommend I'm Not There, which have any of us seen I'm Not There? Oh, I we should see that one day. The Bob Dylan movie oh, yeah. that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. a bunch of people, different people playing, playing Bob Dylan. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and just as like a, a, just to give you a little bit of flavor before we get going, Metacritic, it was an 86 on Metacritic. So like pretty close to what they call universal acclaim, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes critically, but then 67% from audience, which I think is valid because you would see there's a lot of stuff in it that makes it maybe less palatable to a more general audience. Sure. It's Um, definitely a more artistic film. And so if you're used to Marvel movies, um, this will probably put you to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so we we designated Jake. I mean, actually, Jake asked for. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to very to very briefly give us the synopsis, um, and then we'll kind of give our first take before we delve into some of the things that make it kind of fun to talk about. Okay. Yeah. May December is about an actress um, played by Natalie Portman. This actress is going to be portraying a. Um, a movie telling of um, a, about a woman who was known to have, as a thirty-something-year-old, to uh, have an affair. An affair, yeah. I guess. With that's what we want to call it. With a thirteen-year-old boy, um, ended up giving birth to his child while she was in prison for said affair, and then they have since she's out of prison, and they have spent you know these past. 20 years or whatever it is together. And they are married, yes. And they're married. And they have, they have several children, more children. Yeah. Um, and so that is really the setup. And the rest of the movie is, you know, interesting conversations and interactions as Natalie Portman is visiting with this family and basically studying um, Julianne Moore. <laughs> I didn't mention who plays the um, the woman who has had that affair. Um, and the, uh, the movie is just about, yeah, how over, over the course of what seems like, I think, a few... Days maybe or um, weeks maybe at most, week two, but yeah. uh, basically Natalie Portman doing like a study work to be able to portray her accurately and and it is as we talked about very briefly loosely based on the story of Mary Kay Letourneau who is the teacher who had an affair with her student. Um, Billy Billy Flowers his name. Oh really? Yeah, nice. Um, and since we didn't mention Charles Melton, Charles Melton plays the the. Student. The person who was the 13-year-old. Yeah. And they had worked together in the film as a, at a pet store. 
uh, pet shop, whatever you want to call it. Telfair um, Pets is the name of the pet shop. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like George just yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, so like, obviously, uh, just to start off before we kind of say what we thought, um, there's some, like, uh, awkwardness or... or I, I, the topic I guess the in word, general. Yes, around the topic in general, because you have... This character by Ju- uh, played by Julianne Moore, and like like Jake mentioned, she's now in her fifties, probably, and the kid is in his thirties, yeah, maybe maybe he's early thirties. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> he's thirty four, and they have now been together for a very long time, and so they've like every the movie doesn't try to say it's not wrong. I I don't think, um, which I worried about going to see it. Like, are they gonna or when I saw it, like. But I also think that they just show you here's where it's at now. Here's where it's at. And you kind of just get to pick up on little things and big things as far as like what's this relationship and This is the this is the part too where because are we the are we the oldest? Well, I guess we're collectively the old. Like I feel like this event. Are you talking about me and you? Yeah. I'm like six years older than you, dude. Yeah. So you're the <laughs> so you're the oldest. Yeah. But wait, you're how old are you? I'm Eric's age. Uh, so <laughs> I'm I, 43, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just put a number on it. <laughs> uh, I feel like this this specific event, like this, is where I, in watching the movie, starting with the movie, understanding reality and movie and what's going on. I feel like I had one of the harder times with that concept in mm. this film, and I think you know that's probably by design a little bit. I think I don't know. I, I'm interested to hear what you guys' thoughts are because, like, I I'm old enough to remember this this news event, uh-huh. but not to know the details of it. Sure. Like anything that I had to look up was like, well, what was going on in this? So, and I hadn't done that as I'm watching the movie. So I'm like piecing together, like, okay, so what is going on here? And then you're getting this new perspective from the Natalie Portman character mm-hmm. that's that's playing and portraying this this situation and this. Uh, I just. Uh, for me, I was murky enough on the details that uh-huh. I think that initially threw me off on my feelings on the movie. Okay. So I'm just wondering how you guys interpreted it. Like, did you remember anything yes. of this event? Did so you? I, like, I don't know. I had a really interesting experience. <clears throat> I didn't know what the term May December even meant. Uh huh. Like a May December romance. Yeah, a May December romance. Was not familiar with that term at all. And I knew nothing about Mary Kay Letourneau. At all. I didn't know the story. I didn't know the name. I didn't know this was based on any, anything. anything. <laughs> so I sit down and watch it, and all of a sudden I see Julianne Moore's character kissing her son on the mouth. And I'm like, what's going on? This is weird. <laughs> and after a couple minutes, I realized, oh my gosh, like, why did they cast him as her husband? There's such an age difference. It took me a little while right. to figure out what was going on. and That's actually really interesting. Yeah, it did throw me. It uh-huh. did throw me. And once I figured it out, I was like, what am I watching? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Had no idea. So, <laughs> And so. as we talk about, like, I, it, this doesn't really have a form other than us sharing some of our thoughts. Like, I thought the cinematography was really good. Uh-huh. Christopher Blovelt, who does uh, Kelly Reichardt's movies, like he oh, shot I didn't First Cow that. and he shot Showing Up. <laughs> nice. Um, I thought that was cool and elevated the movie. And I thought, uh, I was very high on May, December, by the way, just to come out with that. Um, uh, big fan. A lot of it was the control that Todd Haynes exhibited over the proceedings, including the cinematography. And I thought the three main actors and actresses, Chris, Christopher Melton and, and Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman, were dynamite. Um, 
and I, I thematically it really worked well for me, but I just liked a lot of the small things you saw. Little moments, little scenes. Not necessarily there was any one scene that was just like, oh wow, like we've been talking about with some of these other movies. But a lot of uh, conversations, and, and the way that they did slowly unfold a lot of stuff, even if you did know what the, what the basis was, I felt like a lot of stuff was slowly unfolded, especially with Natalie Portman's character, um, as far as understanding what she was doing and why she was doing it and all of that stuff. And then kind of like the, the uh, not to say too much, but like the delusions of Julianne Moore's character that were so deep-seated and so rooted in, in her, you know, that her, her reality had now been changed. And, and then the parallels between Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore of the acting that they were doing, you know, not to be too whatever on the nose, but uh, I thought it really worked for me. It's, uh, Todd Haynes is, it's, I, the script, I just think, and it is, it is in the top four according to, to Gold Derby's odds. Oh, good. Um, the script was, and it not written by Todd Haynes, but was really, really, I thought, spot on with a lot of stuff. So I was, I was a big fan overall. Yeah, I was lower on the movie relative to most people, but I did enjoy it. Um, you know, on a five star on a five star scale, I'd probably rate it a, a three to three and a half, which is um, maybe slightly above average. But um, didn't absolutely love the film. I watched it twice because, um, like I said, the first time I was a little little caught off guard and I, I believed it deserved a second viewing so I watched it again um, my biggest takeaway from it is what an interesting way to tell the story yeah. very very creative it comes it comes at this event from such a unique and artistic perspective, perspective um, and absolutely love and appreciate that um, what stuck out to me the most was the soundtrack in this film it's very dramatic. It reminds me of a soap opera. Yeah. Sometimes the Purposefully way... Purposefully, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. very, very soap opera-ish. Um, and the way the music is placed for different scenes, it it almost makes you feel awkward, which just fits the message of the story, you know, so perfectly. Um, you know, there's times that um, Charles Melton's character, Joe, is, is looking at bugs on a leaf, right? Or eggs, bug eggs on a leaf, because um, he's into insects. And it's playing this music that just makes you feel like something's wrong here. <laughs> yeah. And and it's it's just awkward. And yeah. it's perfect. Um, absolutely love that. Um, very, very artistic approach to using music to inspire emotion that just fits the, the movie so well. So... Amazing job there, for yeah, sure. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, and I think just if we want to get into the music, I think um, I, I found it, it's very deliberate, right, the, to be styled the way that it is. So I found myself wondering, you know, is this just a, because the event we're looking at was took place in, I think, like the early 90s, and so we're, we're trying to just kind of go for a retro feel here, or is it more maybe making, I, I, I think you're, what you mentioned about how the the way this we're looking at the story, which is an actress, or I guess the perspective of our characters, which is we have an actress going to kind of like learn her character, basically, I think is bringing up questions of um, almost like kind of like the true crime conversation or just like the way we spotlight people and turn like traumatic events or, you know, salacious things into entertainment. Melodrama. I feel like, yeah, the music's maybe hinting at the, that kind of 
that level of entertainment, right? Like, you know, and, and I think well, maybe we'll talk later more about like the end of the movie, but I've, I've found interesting discussions on Reddit, which is annoying, I know, but of people <laughs> going back and forth just about like, is it supposed to be a reveal at the end that the, the movie that Natalie Portman's character is doing is like, a, like trashy or like silly, like lifetime movie when we've been kind of led to believe throughout the movie that it's like, or, or we are maybe assuming that it's kind of more of like a prestigious Prestige. mm -hmm. um, type of thing. So that was just a hodgepodge of thoughts, but that's kind of what the, where I'll, those thoughts all started for me was just the music um, evoking this very deliberate sense of like, yeah, very, like a soap so opera or kind of cheesy. When I saw someone say that they thought it was meant to kind of show the way that, um, I, the, not my thoughts, not my thoughts, the way that Julianne Moore's character turns everything into melodrama, mm. that she is purposefully drawn to that, that she wants everything to be like big and, and, and perfect. She says it multiple everything times. Everything up yeah, on we, purpose. Yeah. And that, but I think you could apply that to Natalie Portman too, this idea mm -hmm. of her trying to the find fiction. the melodrama and all that stuff. Sorry, Eric, you were about to say that. No, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm interested in more, more of the thoughts. I think that Todd, uh, has demonstrated having strong control in each of these different elements. I mean, me and Chad, often use the uh, far, far from, from heaven, heaven to show and I, i've used it to facilitate discussion with my different classes on yeah. these are this is a really strong piece you're going to see you know four or five different elements and he's going to work it very well and have control over all of them mm -hmm. and i think he does that very well and i in the clip that we use for far from heaven and i think he continues on here he definitely has control of what's going on and is very aware of how he's presenting the story it was just for me uh, be it where I came from or how this is is presented, it didn't quite work as well for yeah. me. But I'm I'm interested to to hear more. Well, I love I love what you said, Jake, because it made me think about is there irony in this? If he's if he's poking fun is probably the wrong way to say it, but if he's um, that's what I'm going to say anyway. If he's poking fun at the way we turn things salacious things like that into entertainment and melodrama, is there an irony in the fact? that he's technically doing the same right. thing. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was just a quite, cause when you said like, oh yeah, I like that idea. That like that melodrama could be almost tweaking us. Mm -hmm. Of like, oh yeah, we're looking at these things and oh, what can we get out of it? Tabloid, um, tabloid. Yeah, but it, it's like meta. Cause he's mm -hmm. like, yeah. you shouldn't be getting anything, but are you getting anything out of this? Like yeah. I am, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's kind that's of funny. funny. Here's something we're talking about though, is um, again, talking about Todd Haynes approach to this story. Never once does it show um, Charles Melton's character as a young thirteen-year-old boy. There isn't any. There isn't any no. depiction no. of Julianne Moore courting a thirteen-year-old boy right. or the affair yeah. or how that relationship Avoiding was that. built, which the, turns the whole would turn the yeah. whole story. Like, the I, the I story focuses on him as an adult yeah. and kind of where they're at the consequences of their life's de yeah, decisions yeah. at a point when their relationship is acceptable you could say yeah right um or it, at least people yeah people are people yeah, are more yeah. at peace they've, yeah. they've served the time oh, they've done peace. their stuff yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i'm not saying it didn't start oh, no 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 i know i'm I know. just saying at this I point he's a, to you. he's a 34 year old <laughs> you think it's acceptable yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you know my wife was 15 when i got married so no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's important that we were laughing hard, but he was just kidding. <laughs> no, well, I, I mean, I mean the, the only the only scene in May the December whole movie. Podcast. Yeah, the only scene in the whole movie 
is, that that show that is even flashback ish is when they show a photo of a her photo. holding a baby and yeah. she's got handcuffs on her feet. You know, right. um, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And that scene, by the way, was super powerful. Um, and so, so what is the message of the story? It yeah. it wasn't so much, you know, Julianne Moore's character, Gracie. Yeah. Courting a thirteen-year-old no, boy—that's no. not what this film is about. The, Chase, my son, and I talked about this. How going in, I thought it was going to be more about that, mm -hmm. and we talked about it a little bit before we started. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that ends up being a lot of context and interesting stuff. There's a lot of interesting stuff with the consequences stuff. Yeah, but then it shifts a little bit to Natalie Portman. Anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah. So, what is the message of the story? Real, real quick before we dive into that, because that's I think a big part. The things that you bring into it, like me and Chad teach, Jake taught before, like all those perceptions that you have all those early um ideas and and bringing that into this film is very i feel like todd haynes is very aware of that yeah and yeah he i think that was the most compelling part for me is just how he shifts your whole expectations and we're just talking about this uh jake brought up the year when we were talking previously in this about that it's set in 2015 is that accurate um, I mean, I trust Jake. Yeah, the, it is. Yes, that's it when is. the graduation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're graduating it. That's like yeah, the class of 2015. Graduation mm -hmm. class of 2015. So that's. Yeah. I feel like the time adjustment is such an interesting. Like this is the story that you've probably heard about, or you know, you can Google and you can find out. But this is what the story that we're dealing with, and this is what yeah. we're working with. Was an interesting take on it. The meaning behind it. I'm gonna let you lead that because I I feel like. I feel like he's very aware and he wants a message, but for me it was not – I don't feel like I'm the best one to, right. to get the message across. I, well, I wanted to mention real quick just because you mentioned the teacher thing. Like way back, way back when I saw Edge of 17, way back with mm -hmm. uh, uh, Haley Steinfeld, there's a scene where Woody Harrelson picks her up. Mm -hmm. And it was like hard for me, even though it was just this tiny, tiny thing in the movie. It wasn't supposed to be overly weird or whatever. He was helping her out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, uh, uh. And like, yeah, I definitely feel some of those cringy moments here, mm -hmm. but because it's all kept, that's all way before he's now a lot older. Yeah. I felt like, I, I, this sounds strange maybe, but I was more open at least to the story, not to the relationship when they were young, sure. but to just processing the story sure. as opposed to mm -hmm. putting it at a distance. If we had seen it's some still, of those. it's still cringy and it's yeah, still yeah. very uncomfortable all the right. way through the film. Yes. Again, largely due to, to. The reason, the reason you are exploring this family is because of this event that put them on the map. Yeah. yeah. And we care about them in 2015 but because in this 2015, happened. Yeah. They're very upset. <laughs> but, but I think it does help an audience to be able to at least accept, sit with the movie, live with the movie in the moment that yeah. we're so far removed hence. from. Yeah, mm -hmm. so far removed from, yeah. So before we jump into what it means, because that's the last thing, is it supposed to be funny? Is it supposed to be satirical? I brought this up because I think it was Owen Gleiberman wrote this thing about like a lot of people take it as satire, the whole movie as satire, um, and or at the very least that it's supposed to be darkly comic. I think because of the end is where I get the most vibes on on that. Some Just, dark comedy. Yeah, because of the end, because of the way that scene I, I described to you guys a little bit, like the at where you see Natalie acting and you see that oh uh -huh. we're gonna do it again, we're gonna do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to me, that makes me consider that, but I, I don't know what you guys. Yeah, so I have thoughts on this. Um, <clears throat> there are scenes in the movie that are funny, uh -huh. um, but I think they are meant to be funny 
not to make you laugh, but to make you feel uncomfortable. Okay. There are scenes that will make you laugh, but every time I'm laughing, I'm slightly more uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and the whole film for me was uncomfortable. And, and you know, I, I'm really realizing this as I'm talking through it right now. The brilliance of making Julianne Moore's character, Gracie, awkward and um, a predator and kind of a perfect problematic yeah. is not highlighted by Julianne Moore. It's highlighted by Natalie Portman, right? It's through Natalie Portman that we have a window into the craziness of Gracie, Julianne Moore's character. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fascinating, actually. Like I said, I'm just realizing this now. That's that's really amazing, quite an accomplishment. But the whole film is uncomfortable, and there is comedy, but it makes you more uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think that is uh, how it's supposed to land. Okay, but nice. That's yeah. just my interpretation. No, thanks. Thoughts, yeah. Jake? Yeah, I think the movie's doing, I feel like, a few... Well, it's doing lots of things, but like kind of a couple main things I feel like the movie's doing is, yes, one, looking at this family and asking those questions of, you know, can this boy now as an adult, like, does he even still, if he was, if this happened when he was 13, like how, at what point does he become enough of an adult to like look back on it, you know, yes. um, effectively? now having already been you know in it for 20 years anyway i, I think, think they did that really subtly too i mean yeah. there's a few times where they hit it on the nose but it's a, real, a lot of really subtle stuff sorry keep yeah going. so i feel like the movie effectively balances exploring that and then also doing frankly i mean it's natalie portman again i feel like kind of like a black swan type of thing um and uh or i know um todd haynes has said uh ingmar bergman's persona is a, a inspiration for this movie and i can definitely see that um, just with basically, you know, you, you start out thinking, I, I feel like there's kind of, there's little moments early on where you think maybe Natalie Portman's character is, is coming into this kind of, you know, judgmentally and, and how most of us would go into it, of course, being like this woman is, you know, you know, crazy and, and like a criminal. Um, I, I feel like there's those moments early on where you think, I, I thought maybe we were going to get her kind of reporting back to her director, whoever it is, just being like, you know, maybe being uncomfortable, but I feel like as the movie develops, we learn she's there to to become Gracie, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Um, but, That's where the satire could hit. If, yeah. I feel like if someone views this satirically, mm -hmm. it's straight up just watching Natalie Portman from beginning to end and where that final scene is. Mm -hmm. That he's like making fun of actors and actresses and like yeah. method acting and stuff like mm -hmm. that in, mm -hmm. in a gentle way. Mm -hmm. But like, anyway, sorry. That's one. That's really exactly yeah. What I wanted to say is. I, I totally read it as a satire on that end of the movie, whereas I feel like the other end of it, exploring the family, you know, the, those character dynamics, I think that is, is done very genuinely. I don't see where satire would come into that aspect of right. the plot, but... Yeah. Well, that it, the satire balances on this real story mm -hmm. that they look at uh, with, with nuance and subtlety, not to ever excuse it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Like you said, pre uh, we hear predator, we hear criminal. The character is a predator and a criminal. Julianne Moore's character. And I don't think necessarily her job was like, I'm going to bring heart and humor to this. I mean, I guess part of the hu human humanity, but I think they set the satire, this kind of satire on, it really hinges like in a scene where it, for me, it kind of like really starts to shift in a scene where 
Natalie Portman and, and Charles Melton. Uh, what the name of the boy? Uh, Joe. Joe. Thank oh, you. Yes. Our, Joe are together in a scene late in the movie mm-hmm. where you really start to see like oh and and they come together at that point too. You get some interesting character stuff with him, and you get her. Yes. Yeah, it's ri- that. That's kind of where I think they both just crash uh, into each other in a really interesting so way. Now, I guess my my thought is with all this stuff going on. Um, are you? What are we? What are we pulling from this? Like, yeah, what is what is, because of the complications on on the way this story is told? Is there ever like you're moving this uh, this time period so that like are is this criminal still a criminal in the years down the road? Because to right. me that that thread goes through with this story yeah. on what we're saying. Is anyone ever really? Beyond what they did thirty years previous, or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I, I guess, is this a? And I know this isn't like a. This is what's going on. This isn't like a documentary piece on on them. It's it. But what do we think of them and their story at this later date? And is there redemption for that? Is there an end? And I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, not to like try to to pin things down too much. Let mm-hmm. everyone have their own. I don't really. I don't think there's any redemption. Yeah. For, and maybe redemption's and even the wrong. Maybe for, no, yeah. no. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. And I know, and maybe redemption's even the wrong word. I don't even think he's attempting to necessarily humanize Julianne more mm-hmm. or be like, hey, everything's. No, I don't. You think see so her. Hence, she mm-hmm. served her time. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The awkwardness is removed from seeing any weird flashbacks. Mm-hmm. But I think she is. Yeah, she and and Natalie Portman end up both being objects of scorn in the end. Mm-hmm. While Charles Melton is his Joe is. The one who ends up having a lot of the heart of the film, ultimately. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Wouldn't it be awesome if we could have Todd Haynes yeah. here with us? Right? I don't <laughs> Chad, know. He was supposed Todd to be actually, but yeah, yeah let me. You know what? Sophia might know him, so yeah. I'm gonna give her a okay. call. Good. Yeah. Hey, Miss Coppola, can you grab Todd for us? Okay, I don't. I don't know what his thoughts are. What he was, um, you know, trying to convey through this story, but. I think ultimately the movie is about grooming. Um, it's not. It's not a topic that comes up when we're discussing the movie, uh-huh. right? In many conversations I've had with many different people, um, you, you know, Joe Charles Melton's character um, is definitely groomed, and throughout the whole movie, he almost approaches his wife Gracie. As kind of a motherly character, an authoritative carrier. He is. He, you know, she's telling him what to do, and he's just saying yes. He, he's, he's just following her command, following her lead the whole time. And at the end of the movie, there's a scene where he starts to question it, and she shuts him down. Yeah. Right. Um, it's a cold scene. And it is a cold scene. And so maybe the message of the movie, at least what I got out of it, is the effects of grooming aren't just problematic when a child is young, yeah. mm-hmm. but they affect not only the victim's life, but everyone's lives. All of Julianne Moore's, uh, or all, excuse me, all of Gracie's children uh-huh. struggled mm-hmm. deeply with this. Yeah. It, Joe wasn't the only victim here, mm-hmm. right? Julianne Moore's character, um, Gracie, hurt a lot of people in this movie. Um, other than Natalie Portman, almost every other character in the movie um, has been hurt by this uh, by this, this event. This you know, this woman. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's 
Yeah, no, my, my son really liked the scene where he's on the roof, uh, Charles Melton, Joe's on the roof with his son, as a scene that just really worked to kind of highlight some of those effects, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Yeah, some and, of those ripples and consequences. Yeah, and you know, here Joe is on the roof with his son. He's 34 years old and he smokes pot for the first time. Yeah. Um, that's something that generally teens do. Right. Um, Joe had to grow up really, really young. Different. And, and he never really... Did. Yeah, and and so here he is, thirty four years old, smoking pot for the first time yeah. and experiencing this teenage event right for the very first time, and and I think even in that moment it's meant to convey tragedy, yeah. and even in that moment there's a lot of awkwardness. I I right? think that's what works so well for me is all all these different scenes where you feel a lot of emotional punch that don't beg for it. Todd Haynes yeah. is just letting people talk, mm -hmm. and you, as a uh, an understanding adult, us as understanding adults, are going, oh yeah, that would feel a lot different experiencing it that way, or oh yeah, like if you were thrown into an adult relationship when you this down, you don't get to live a lot of, and it's the points that people have made before, sure, but I think made in a more nuanced, more gorgeous, more thoughtful, more satirical, well not those as much, but more darkly comic way sometimes. Because like some of the bug stuff is kind of darkly comic, but yeah. at the same time, kind of beautiful when you see the way that he deals with it. Yeah, it's is it too much? Is it too many different tones? Is it too many disparate things? For me, no. I think it succeeds at all of it. Um, but. I th I think there's a lot of conflicting tones, and I think again that's the point, yeah. and that's the beauty of the movie. Um, I feel like I understand it better after having our conversations here, but I feel like that's where, because there are so many different pieces and uh -huh. they didn't all add up the same way for me, yeah. and whether it was uh, understanding the history, uh, making peace with where it takes place, it just, uh, yeah, they didn't all exactly line up for me. Yeah. The idea of, uh, you know, 56-year-old woman being married to a 34-year-old man it's conflicting. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That May, it, December. It's, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> it's very difficult for us to wrap our minds around and, and understand. And it, it's it's awkward. That relate that type of relationship is awkward, especially when it starts yeah. so young. And I think every minute of the movie portrays that brilliantly. Yeah, really honestly. Um, I th it's funny that you brought up the 5634 thing because I think if it were 5634 and happening right then, it's weird still, and we might find awkward. We might talk behind someone's back. I'm not trying to be mean, but we see. Yeah, it. how many we Leonardo DiCaprio jokes? We do we see crack it a lot, though. You we know what I mean? We see it in yeah. the real world a lot, right? But it's a little bit different when we know where it came from. No, no, that's exactly what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. That's no, exactly I'm agreeing. I mean. Sorry, yeah, I'm just yeah. agreeing. Hundred percent. I'm saying like that idea, like we can accept as fifty six thirty four, which is like when you saw it the first time. When we yeah. don't Once know you the realize, like, yeah. oh, weird. Oh, that age is kind of. Oh wait, this started then. Oh, this is a totally different thing. I saw this in the news. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, and, and I'll give some final thoughts in a minute. Uh, it, it looks, when you look at Gold Derby, they have most, it mostly comes down now to uh, Julianne Moore and the screenplay that most people think will get nominated. Milton's on Charles bubble. Milton's right on the bubble. And I think there's even some other bubble ones um, as far as like, I think it might even be bubble on um, cinematography. Whoops, playing some weird noises on my computer. Um, Todd Haynes is just outside the bubble. Natalie Portman's just outside the bubble. Um, I want to jump in here. Um, Charles Melton is amazing, but I thought Natalie Portman was yeah. better. 
I, well, with Julianne Moore at five, and even whether or not I thought Charles Milton or, or Natalie Portman was better, is I thought I, I found it surprising. And it's just because Best Actress, I think, is a more stacked category. Mm -hmm. But when I first went to look, when I first saw the movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, Julianne Moore. And then I was like, where? Natalie Portman's not supposed to get nominated? What? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's, she's that's really weird. I agree. Good performances all the way around, but Natalie Portman was the star of the... And she's the... On odds. We're talking about odds and nominations. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about who is... She's the lowest of yeah. the three. It's interesting. Yeah. 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 Hurt me a little bit. Just yeah? I thought she was so great. Melton's strong. He's young. I'm excited to see what else he does. Yeah, my son said he's from Riverdale and he's fine in Riverdale. But then he saw yeah. the movie and he's like, "Oh, he's really good." In this. He, he's mm -hmm. he's strong, but he's subtle. That, so subtle, right? That's which is that's which is strength, which so is well. which agreed. Is which is why which he's is, strong. To me, agreed. he's got the hardest spot. Like he, because you it, can overplay that kind of arrested sure. development thing that like stuck as a perpetual teenager, and he absolutely does not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, he sells yeah. it in a way that feels very real. I would plug for him as well, and he's in just because other. Things and people we love. He's in Ryan Johnson's Poker Face, just for one episode, because nice. that's kind of the nature of that show. But yeah. um, he's fantastic in that as well. That's awesome. Yeah, and it feels cool. like a, a coming out for him. And, yeah. So, any other final thoughts? Like, uh, I, I think uh, most of us here would say, "Hey, it's worth seeing." Absolutely. It's worth seeing. Absolutely. Yeah. Whether, yeah. whether or not uh, you know all of us were uh, uh, as high on it or whatever, I think it's worth seeing. I think it will show up in my top ten unless I see. A lot more movies in the next <laughs> month um, that usurp it, and I just think when it ended, I just there were so many things swirling around in my head, and there's just so much great movie making that I just thought it was fantastic. Anything else you guys want to add? Same. I mean, I'm like 12 hours off of finishing this movie, and these conversations are just making me love it even more. And I already loved it, nice. so it's, it's it's gonna stick with me. Um, I, th this movie's really fun to talk about. I've I've enjoyed this this podcast so far. It's really fun to dissect and talk about. Um, not quite as fun to watch for me <laughs> as it is to talk about, but it is definitely worth a watch. Yeah, I felt like it was. This helped me a lot to better get battle with my own ideas in it, and uh, yeah, worthy of some conversation for sure. Oh, I this I don't want to derail us saying goodbye, but did you have a thought on why it was set in 2015? Oh, I mean. No, I wanted to see if you guys did. I almost it's... went off the cliff there without at least acknowledging. Well, it's no, just, my fault. Yeah, because that's so that's such a choice, right? And like, how annoying to just like go like eight or whatever years <laughs> in the past for like the, I just mean for their like you know production department and stuff. And and I I did notice even like I'm not even like an iPhone user, but I noticed towards the end it looks like Julianne Moore's holding like what looks like an older iPhone, right? Like I don't I think cars were not seeing newer stuff than 2015. So like they went through the effort to yeah. to do that and. So and I wasn't sure why. I, I guess one thought I had was, if we are, if it this, since this is loosely based on a real scandal, I, I did find out the real woman. I can't remember her name. Um, Mary, Mary Kay Turner. Turner. Yes, that she died in 2020. So oh, I don't know if they want to go literally for the realism of she's still alive she's still at this. Alive. She would still be alive, but I don't feel like the the rest of the movie is necessarily that interested in trying to no. do any kind of one to one representation of that story. Yeah. So the only other thing that I thought of was, is it just that? I think we've come further in the last eight years just on like, and just in a lot of social ideas and things like that. I just feel like this would be treated even more harshly now, um, even than like eight years ago. And so that's maybe, or I don't, I don't know, but any other? No, I didn't. Like I had forgotten. Yeah, I remembered okay. at the time because when you brought up the thing, I was like, yeah, the graduate. I remember that. Mm -hmm. um, I did not have any thoughts on it. Your, your couple reasons were as valid as anything I would have ever thought of. Okay, just curious if anyone caught anything I didn't because I just found it to be such a specific choice. But yeah. okay, 
makes it a period piece. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's on Netflix, May, December. Uh, if you, uh, This is probably after the Oscar nomination, so you'll be able to know if any of those performances or the script or the cinematography or whatever got singled out um, for nominations, but definitely worth watching anyway. So thank you very much. Appreciate it as always. Bye. Bye.